how many times we have heard of the Lord's call to to obey the commandments. How many times we have, as even as children, we were introduced to the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments. We had to recite it. We kind of recited a little bit shorter version than here, but nonetheless, it's still the same. Now, what is the context of these these Ten Commandments? What we know is that two months after the the Hebrews left Egypt, two months they arrive in Sinai. And as we know, the, how they were able to miraculously escape the Egyptians who were pursuing them. So two months after the exile, uh, after they left the exile and the slavery, it is the Lord who called them to a special moment in their life. The Lord spoke to Moses and he says, purify yourselves, go to the people and tell them to purify themselves which means basically not only cleanse their outward garments physically, but also prepare themselves spiritually. And so they did, and they made a spiritual preparation, like a confession for us. They were able to confess spiritually and, and made themselves ready to hear God's word. And what was the word of God? This is what they heard. I, the Lord, am your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that place of slavery. It is I, the Lord, God himself speaking to the people. It is I. I have taken care of you. I have freed you. I have given you freedom. It's like I have freed you from the slavery. But there are certain expectations that we have upon ourselves. You shall not have other gods beside you besides me. You shall not have other gods besides me. And so, therefore, I will protect you. I will bless you. But you, can, you, cannot, you cannot just go and create your own idols because you'll lose my protection. You'll lose my grace. You'll lose that which I can offer you. And so part of that fidelity to God is following his commandments. So I, the Lord, am your God. I have brought you out of the land of Egypt, but you shall not have other gods besides me. And then the Lord continues, you shall not carve idols for yourselves in the shape of anything in the, in the sky above or on the earth below or in the waters below the earth. You shall not bow down before them or worship them. Very clear expression if you wish to receive protection if you wish to stay in that communion, receive the blessings, then you cannot have idols. And you shall not bow, you shall not make them, you shall not bow before any one of them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, inflicting punishment for their father's wickedness on the children of those who hate me, down to the third and fourth generation, which means that the infidelity of parents passes on in many ways. You know, the physical addictions, you know, drug or whatever it may be, as we know, all those illnesses as well, but, but passing on. But the Lord says here, but those who love him, so those who are inflicting punishments on the fathers for their father's wickedness, 
but to a third or fourth generation, but bestowing mercy down to the thousand generation on the children of those who love me and keep my commandments. And that interesting comparison, the Lord himself, the, the affliction from evil ways, only third or fourth generation, but those who love him a thousand generation. So it is worth for us to remain faithful, it's worth to love the Lord because the blessings that flow for the generations will continue. The generations will continue. So this is the interesting how the Lord speaks of how merciful he is for those who turn to him, those who accept him, those who love him, how merciful he is. You know, I know the imagery of speaking up to a thousand generations, just very long, very long. But this is how the Lord wants us to hear and understand that his love and mercy for those who who love him, who wish to be with him, continues beyond their life. And then the second aspect of that first commandment, and, and, that, and that we know this is the second commandment, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not leave unpunished him who takes his name in vain. Because to take God's name in vain is we have no respect, no care, we don't care to take God in vain, meaning that we treat it as nothing. And it's like we would not wish our name to be taken in vain. We don't want people to say that we said what we said, but we didn't say. We don't want others to use our name for their own schemes. We don't want to use our name in an idle form. How much more God? Because by, t by using God's name in vain, what we say basically is God is not really God. He's a caricature, which means we deny him or we distort his name. That's why sometimes people do confess, I you know, and all of us sometimes use the expression, oh my God, for wrong things, or perhaps sometimes even for really bad things, which is truly, uh, taking away from, from God who he is. And so we, we cannot distort his name. And then the third commandment, as you see, remember to keep holy the Sabbath day. Okay, but the Lord explains right away, what does it mean? You know, we can say, look, we, since the 1960s, what do we do? First of all, create 4th of July sale, then we created, you know, and this was like for the afternoon Sunday sale. And then we continue with making little extras, you know, other holidays, the Labor Day sales. And then eventually we made every Sunday in the afternoon, no stores were open. Now it's all day. Now the banks are open. We just kind of open everything more and more. And so people cannot even spend their time in the families. They have to work. And then this is what we do. You know, and we kind of, and the environment in which we live now, I went to a, to a parish, I was going to a parish, and the guy next to a church was doing a roof repair and using all kinds of equipment, machinery. You hear mowing of lawns now, right in the middle of masses. We take, we have no more respect for the Sabbath day. In six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord, your God. No work may be done then either by you or your son or your daughter 
or your slave or your beast even 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 you know horses or so you know it's like protecting the the, the gift of creation in, in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the earth and the sea and all that is within him but on the seventh day he rested that is why the Lord has blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy I don't know if you remember but during French Revolution they wanted to do everything in ten so they didn't want to have the, the revelation to follow the seven-day week they made it a tenth week of course was killing people and they had to go back again to something that God gave us which is a natural cycle for us to rest to honor him to praise him to take care of the family to be with the family but you know we don't do it that's why the blessings that flow are not exactly full blessings anymore honor your father and your mother that you may have a long life in the land in which the lord your god is giving you again very clear expressions and then the Lord seems to know exactly what it means. You shall not kill. He didn't give explanations. You shall not commit adultery. No explanation is necessary. You shall not steal. No explanation. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male female slave, nor his ox or ass, nor anything that else belongs to him. So we have very clear, clear presentation. And, and this is truly the word of God. This is truly the word of God. Uh, it's an invitation for us. Obviously, we, have, we live daily life in an environment in which we find ourselves. And sometimes it's not possible to do everything. And yet, the invitation is there. The Lord said, Jesus himself said, I will not even remove one iota of the Decalogue. And the least in the kingdom, even the least uh, part of the of the Decalogue cannot be changed because it is something which is given to us as humanity. Those those words, you know, the content of the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, is something that all humanity is invited to fo to follow. Many of those are also part of the civil law, civil code, stealing, lying killing all those things are part of it the civil law will not go into the other but nonetheless these are part of, of human society because that's how human society can function otherwise it would destroy itself and today's gospel is a is a beautiful invitation by the lord he says he says the parable of the sower as you know and the lord explains what does it mean what is the mean of the sower and so what is the, what is the meaning is that you know the uh, the word of God, which is sown by God, but if it's sown on a path, it produces nothing because it's there's no it's hardened soil or hardened or it's just a stone, and so that is when the word of God is given to someone who does not embrace it, does not understand, and the evil one takes takes it, it comes out and steals away because it was not really there, there's no ground, which means the Lord is inviting us to prepare the soil of our heart for the receptivity of God's word. How do we prepare our heart? So that, you know, when it comes to our heart, it may produce fruit. Of course, if, we, if our heart is a rocking ground, then 
the, the word of God comes and we may even welcome it with joy, but it has no root and that's only for a time because the, you know, the, the, the rocky ground will not allow it to, to grow, to sprout. And, and when tribulation and persecution comes, the word of God immediately falls away. And then of course, when the word of God, when there's, there's all kinds of junk in our hearts, thorns, and when you hear the word of God, worldly anxiety, lure for riches, choke up the word and bears no fruit. But then when the seed of God, the gospel, the commandments, everything that we know is sown into in our heart, when the soil is rich, which means um, then, the, then the word of God is welcomed, is understood, and the, and the consequences are hundred, the yield, it bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty or thirty fold. We have to ask the Lord to, to prepare our ground because we can't do it ourselves. We always have to ask him, help me to understand your word. When we read, I remember initially when I began to study theology and some of the theological works were not that simple to read because there's so much depth to it. And I begin to read and I read the words, but I'm not too sure there's nothing seems to be coming into my heart. I'm not fully grasping it. And and I I knew from from an example of this of this priest, he says, when you study he says, you always have to pray to the Holy Spirit before you go. Pray to the Holy Spirit that he may allow you to enable you to understand, to hear and understand. And so I begin to pray before every, every word, every page I begin to read, especially difficult, some difficult texts. So I ask the Holy Spirit to guide me, even though if I were able to read, as you know, if you're a great reader, you can read, you know, 20, 30, 40 pages an hour. But if you read some really like heavy stuff theology, it may take you an hour to read one page because you want to really grasp, you want to enter, and you want to understand. And when it comes to uh, scripture, you may need an hour to read a passage because that's when you can allow that Holy Spirit to end, to allow you to grasp because the, when the word of God touches us, things happen, as you know. It's not, it's not that just we just hear with our mind because we feel it, um, but we always have to ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to, to, gra to allow us to grasp, to understand, to know, and not only to know and understand, but to allow it to seep into our hearts. So it may, be, it may view our, our, our body and our mind, our heart, that, that God's word, which is God's word alive, is a dynamic word. So it's not something we take as an external, something which doesn't fit, but actually it's, it's connatural with us because God speaks to the very heart. He's our, he's our creator. He knows us. He knows what we need. And he revealed himself so that we, he knows that we need him. We need his word to guide us. We need the truth to, to really um, help us along the way to understand the world around us, but also how to respond. So the invitation from the Lord is, first of all, that we may welcome the word. And then like today, you know, the Lord asked the Hebrews to accept his word, the, ten, the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments. He's asking them to accept it and to live according to the commandments because it, it is a profound nature, it's profound value for those who accept and live 
are protected by grace, are protected by special love that God has, and God will bless us. Again, we know this because we're here. We love the Lord, we want to do it, but allowing ourselves to be imbued even more, allowing ourselves to even hear in a deeper way and follow him, is, it gives us joy, the joy of our hearts. So blessed are they who have kept the word with the generous heart and yield a harvest to perseverance. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.